Hey, this is Sarah Grabo, and you are listening to Line for Line Podcast. I'm in love with the grind. I'm in love with the culture. Do this for the fam. Do this for Kenosha. You know I got your Kenosha. If you got a vision, then come a look closer. Let's get it together. Life aligned with the soldiers. I'm in love with the grind. I'm in love with the culture. Do this for the fam. Do this for Kenosha. Yeah, if you got the vision, then come a look closer. Let's go. All right, and just like that, we're back in another episode of Lifeline. We have a very special young lady in the building today. We'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. Um, hi, my name is Sarah Grabo. I'm a 16-year-old junior at Indian Trail High School and Academy. Yes, ma'am. And before we get ready to get started, we're just going to do a little bit different. Just yeah. tell us a little bit about the sport that you're into and why <laughs> you chose that sport. It's it's kind of a long story, not long story, but it's it's definitely a story. So from ages 4 to 10, I was in gymnastics. I competed across Wisconsin and whatnot. And, and, you know, I love the sport, but it became too much. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, my older brother, when he was, I think, in kindergarten or first grade, and so I was, you know, pre-K, um, he was getting bullied on the bus. So my mom brought him to Taekwondo. My mom joined with him. Then they started doing it together. I, I was still in gymnastics, right? Mm-hmm. And so then my little brother joined. They all had their black belts and whatnot. And then... After six years of gymnastics, I was 10 years old in fifth grade, well, the summer before fifth grade, um, I just, something clicked and I was just, I was done with gymnastics. I, I, didn't, I, I fell out of love with it and mm-hmm. I joined Taekwondo and it was just like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I knew I wanted to be the best. So, you know, of course the best is gold at the Olympics. So that's, that's just always been my dream. So Taekwondo is an art. It's a martial art. So there's like a sport aspect and then the art aspect. So, you know, there's the morals and the stories that come along with it. So, you know, I teach the four to six year olds at our school, the junior dragons. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's my job and I get paid for it, but I don't really see it as a job. And, you know, it's just something I love to do, which, Mm -hmm. you know, a job should be. And so... You know, we teach them discipline and respect and self-confidence and all all of that stuff. And so there's that. And then there's also the sport aspect of it. So I fight girls for fun. What? <laughs> but, you know, I, I, do it, I do it with rules, of course. I'm not just going to people and, you know, jumping them. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, you know before I had actually joined, I had started going to the tournament trainings after my gymnastics practices. And that's how I kind of, you know, shimmied my way in. And Mm -hmm. so with fighting, you know, those rules, you know, you're up against the same gender, um, the same weight category and the same age category. So right now I'm female, 15 to 17, minus 68 kilograms. Um, And then basically you're putting in brackets and you fight each other. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's three rounds. Um, as a junior, each round is a minute and 30 seconds and then a minute break in between. And then, you know, there's rules. But basically, my um, my worth is based off of how many times I can kick somebody in the chest or the head. So, oh, my gosh. So yeah. <laughs> getting ready to go into the sport, what were yes. some thoughts going through your head? Were you like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to beat someone else up. Um, what was that like? You know, it's always... It's always... When I first started, like going into those like smaller tournaments, it was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to beat these girls up. And, you know, sometimes I lost, you know, I didn't actually win like 
my first real match at like a small tournament until I was a black belt. And oh my gosh, I was amazing. And I was in fifth grade. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just won this tournament. And now looking back, it's like, wow. But because I've come, I'm co- I've come so far, you know, mm-hmm. looking back, you know, as I was, you know, that yellow belt, that green belt, realistically, I would not have gotten this far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, mentally, it's all, it's all a mental game. So, you know, there's some matches that I go into and I'm, I'm so nervous because, you know, that's just how I am because, you know, these girls are really good and this girl is really good and this girl is ranked number one and this girl is ranked number one. And then there's the other aspect where it's like, you know, I got this, you know, I've knocked out a few boys in my, in my time. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So, you know, that's beating the people up is what helps, you know, build your confidence and, you know, making sure that, you know, your training is on point and, you know, there's a certain point where you're like, you know, I got this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if I lose, that's, it's just a learning, it's learning opportunity and yes, learning ma'am. point. So, so for those listeners at home, just take us a little bit about what the preparation is like getting ready to head into a match. Oh my gosh, it is nerve wracking. So, you know, before the match, you know, the day before you got to weigh in. And so weighing in has always been like, crazy for me because it's like well what if I don't make weight what if I you know I'm over this certain amount you know so that's that's the first part that I got to get through with um and then you know match day comes and usually I'm up all night waiting for that bracket to come out and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing that but I do (laughs) I do and I see which girl is first and if if I beat her or when I beat her then I will move on to the next and then move on to the next um but I definitely get nervous so the day of you know, fight day, I wake up and well, usually pretty early. And, um, you know, when I was in Colorado this past November, um, uh, got up at like seven, um, did some training because the altitude was crazy. So I needed to, um, adjust to that. Mm-hmm. Um, then usually I like to put on my headphones, listen to, you know, my hype up music. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get in my zone and I don't focus on anyone else or anything else. And I just continue to imagine me beating the crap out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, usually when my mom comes, she's a referee. So she'll um, ref the matches. And usually I'm at the hotel alone. And then I walk to the venue and, you know, I have my uniform on and my belt on. And I just feel like, on top of the world. So mm-hmm. I'm walking and I'm strutting my ways until I get to the venue. You know, I'm usually like an hour or two early. Then, you know, I'm sitting, I'm stretching out um, in the holding areas. It's usually it's usually chaotic in there. Um, I wait for my bout number to get called. My bout number gets called. I go up. Um, I also have Sour Patch Kids. Oh, that's so, my favorite. That's yeah, my those favorite. are, yeah. those are, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, mm-hmm. but, you know, they just yeah. give me... Look, it's the only thing I can eat on fight day. I don't know why. I, I, anything else just comes right back out. So, so yeah. Sour Patch Kids it is. But, you know, I focus on that. And then, you know, they call the bout number. I go up. Um, I see the girl, look her dead in the eyes. Um, so she knows what's up. Uh-huh. And, then, <laughs> and then, you know, they bring us out to the ring. You know, I'm nervous, but I can't. I can't show that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... They call you out. They call blue and red. They say Chung Hung, you go, and so, and then it's and then it's just 
who's who's a better fighter from there. Yes, ma'am. What would you say has been the most difficult task to master when it comes to the art of Taekwondo? The mentality mm-hmm. is definitely, um, I'd say it tops anything physical um, because, you know, you could be the most talented person, but if your mind isn't in the right like mindset, then mm-hmm. you're kind of screwed, you know? Um, you know, I had quit for like a month oh, and wow. <laughs> right before COVID happened. And, you know, I was just stressed and I was done with it because, you know, I'm having panic attacks every tournament training and I'm like going crazy. Um, and I was done with it. And, you know, I just started high school. I was like, you know what, this, I'm, this isn't for me anymore. But <laughs> then COVID hit, I got bored. So I joined back. Um, it's, it's all the mentality. It's like you hit this bump in a road is it worth keeping going? Is it worth it to keep going? Or, you know, is your time done? And I think that mentality of you need to keep going, you need to push on because you have that dream, you have that goal to be the best, you need to stick with it because one day it's going to happen. No matter how long it takes, you know, you will get there. But the mentality has always been probably my biggest struggle with it of course who, who are some role models that you have when it do when it excuse me when it comes to keeping you on track and keeping your head in the game um you know there's a few olympic gold medalists um jay jones um two-time olympic medal gold medalist from great britain mm-hmm. um you know she she didn't even medal at this past olympics and so um but she's still fighting. She just fought at the President's Cup in Albania. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still going. Um, Anna Zalotic, who was the American fighter who won gold at this past Olympics. Nice. Um, she's 18. You know, that's crazy. I'm I'm 16. You know, I'm that could be me in a few years. Yeah, it's going to be um, you. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, a Thailand fighter, Panapak Wong Patanakit. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she... I think she got bronze at her first Olympics and she went out there and she won again. It's all about, you know, continuing to push forward. So I guess, and also myself, I mean, I have gotten through a lot of hardships that I thought I wouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing that I was able to get through those, um, that I can get through them again. So if I reach that, you know, that hardship, I look back and I'm like, you know what? I got through that. I can do it again. So, what's a piece of motivation that you've been given throughout the years with this that you would give to the next up and comer fighter or martial artist? Yeah. Um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> um, stick with it. You have your dream, you have your goal, you will get there. You train, you work hard, you find whatever opportunity you can and you take it, whether it's scary or it's not scary or, you know, whether you're confused or not confused, ask questions, um, get all the information that you can, and then go out there and s- surprise everybody and shock mm-hmm. everybody. Yes, ma'am. Now, as as we know that the sports world is just flooded with men's athletics as well, yes, too. Yes, yes. What are some things that you feel helps you make women's sports stand out more? Um, You know, I'm a girl, right? And everybody's like do things like ladies, do this like ladies. No, uh no, uh That's not how it works, right? So being able to have knocked out two boys and saying I've gotten 
you know, KOs on two boys. Everybody's like, wow. And I'm like, do you want to be my third? You want to be my third? And they're like, oh, I don't think so. But, um, you know, it it really is a men dominated, I think, idealistic. Um, You know, you see like MMA fighters and kickboxing. It's a a lot of men. It's a lot of, um, you know, boys doing it. You see the boys on the TV. You don't see the, you don't see a lot of the girls. Um, and then, you know, you're you're meeting a new person and they're like, oh, do you do sports? I'm like, yeah, I fight people for fun. Oh and they're gosh. just like, what? And so it's it's really shocking um, when, you know, boys see that I could hurt them yeah. badly. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was at this training this past weekend and, you know, the coach, I'm surprised he said this, but... Um, uh, we were holding the paddles and he, he said to somebody, don't hold it like a lady. I'm like, what do you mean don't hold it like a lady? A lady can do it just as good as any man can. So, yeah. Yes, ma'am. What are some plans for you going forward as you get ready to get closer to your USA trials? Yeah, so um, I was talking to you earlier. I've got from like March until the end of July, I've got stuff like almost every weekend going on. Um, I'd say my main focus right now is I have a talent ID camp coming up in March, the end of March at the um, Taekwondo Olympic National Center of Excellence. It'll Mm -hmm. be the third time I've been there. The first two were for tournaments. Um, But now this is a training. I get to work with, you know, the Olympic coaches and the Olympic athletes and I get to learn. Um, I'm, at this point, I'm just trying to find anybody who will train with me. So I'm trying to do that. Um, I've got a lot of state tournaments coming up. Um, hopefully, well, the U.S. Open was canceled, so that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully the AAU Nationals in Vegas, um, the Grand Prix Final. Uh, well, the Grand Prix Final, oh, that's a whole different story. I won't get into that. <laughs> but um, the Grand Prix in Oklahoma and then... Uh, USAT Nationals in Salt Lake City again. And then my goal has been, this past few months, has been to qualify for the Junior World Championships in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So I really, I'm, I'm going to work towards that. And if it doesn't happen, there's always next year. Um, I'm also looking to possibly go to Mexico or Puerto Rico for an Open down there. Oh, wow. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to find whatever whatever possible to gain those ranking points and yes, then just kind of go Keep up the scale. Yep. Now, I did hear you say that you do teach younger kids yes, for yes, a living sir. as well, too. Yes, it shows a little bit about the joy that you get back from seeing people take on this passion and instill right. the same values that you right. taught. Oh, those kids, mm, four <laughs> to six-year-olds, they are a pain in my behind. Mm-hmm. Um, they have taken my patience level and brought it all the way to the ground. Um, so I teach half hour classes to little kids and you know it's really amazing to see them develop um they come in a lot of them come in as like kind of rascals they kind of do whatever they want and they don't listen and they get in trouble and then you teach them and you uh show them uh discipline you teach them what discipline is knowing the rules knowing how to follow them being respectful um and then seeing them change it's really it's really delightful just to see them change and to see them grow mm-hmm. and um you know all of a sudden they're coming to they're coming to sparring on Friday nights and they're they're doing really good and I'm like wow you are if you 
put in the work, you could be great because I, I just see their potential and it's really, it really makes me happy inside. Really Have you does. had that one kid that reminds you of you yet? I do. What? What does I that do. feel like? Just tell about that. It's, you know, he's a yellow belt and it's crazy because he's short. He like, he came to me as a white belt. He's, I really think he could be, you know, really good. And, you know, I haven't seen that yet in this school in a while. Mm -hmm. And so... I see that spark in him, and I and I really, really hope he keeps going. I really do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So just take us through one of your most memorable bouts that you've had so far. Ooh, that's, ooh, well, good or bad. Good or bad. Whichever. Whatever. Um, U.S. Open 2019 was my first, like, international level tournament. Um, I had won my first two matches. My third match was against Mexico. Oh, wow. So I have it on video. So if I wanted to go back and, you know, appeal something, I could. But um, it was the second round. I kicked her in the face, and she, like, went down. She started grabbing her face. I'm like, okay, whatever. They called the medic over. She was fine. And then, so there's penalties. So if you, like, punch somebody in the face, you'll get a gamjam, which is a penalty. And then they'll say, they'll, they'll point to you. So if you're blue, they'll say chung. Gamjam, and then they'll say punch to the face. I didn't punch her to the face, mm -hmm. um, but you know I got the gamjam. It was you know whatever, and so the point was tied. And then after the third round, if it's tied, you go into overtime, and then the first point wins, and she got the first point. But I should have, I should have, I should have won that that match. Um, but you know it's okay. Um, it's okay. I still, I still got third. Yeah, I still got third at the U.S. freaking Open, which was amazing <laughs> for me. I was in eighth grade. You know what? 12, 13 years old. Making memorable experiences. It really was. Yeah. Now, as we get ready to close out, is there anyone out there that you would like to shout out? Or is there a message that you would like to leave the people with what you want to be remembered by once it's all said and done? Pour your heart out because that's that's really all it takes. Whether there's somebody, there's always going to be somebody better than you. There, it, that's It's un, undoubting. You know, there will always somebody... There will always be somebody better than you, um, but you need to work to get to them. You mm -hmm. need to work to, you know, just get to their level, and then you need to surpass them. You need to not be afraid to go after them, um, not just in Taekwondo, but like in anything, like in, you know, team sports, individual sports, you need to put in your all because, you know, Everybody shares the same dream. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't working towards that dream, then what are you doing? You're wasting your time and you're wasting other people's time. Mm -hmm. So pour your heart out. That being said, young lady, we just wrapped up an amazing episode of Thank Live Live. Thank you so Live. much. Thank you so we much. We appreciate you for stopping by. Fake. Saw them not believing what I dreamed and that's too late. Gave them all a chance and now they telling me I'm bougie. Birthday was in April. How they trying to say I'm two-faced. Growing up with nothing, still being.